Welcome to 24-Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. All right, Allie, are you ready for this week's episode? I am ready. Awesome. I know I've already told you this week's topic because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't overlapping our previous host, Anne. We are talking about obscure Olympic sports today. I think that'll be fun, yeah, because when Dan did Olympics, he kind of just did Olympics general. So So I think this will be fun to dig into some weird Olympic events. That is kind of my goal. And admittedly, I can't take full credit for this idea because I really think that TikTok is to blame, which truthfully is probably true for too much of my life, but... There was a video circulating that really piqued my interest in like sports that no longer have a home in the Olympics. And it was of ski ballet. Have you ever seen ski ballet? I have not. I have never even heard of it. It is so intriguing. I highly suggest Googling it. It actually got decent coverage this year. It is not an Olympic sport this year. But based on the videos circulating on TikTok and other platforms like that, it got quite a bit of attention of like, is this still a sport? Are people still doing this? And it's really interesting. It's literally skiing mixed with dance. So like they're using their skis as like extension to their limbs. So like when they're doing twists and turns, they're like going up on the end of the skis. And like, yeah, it's very impressive. So hopefully I can do justice to some of these topics. I will try my best to give you some visuals to go along with these sports. But I have also added some that just never picked up popularity on the Olympic stage, which is interesting because they're popular in other areas, but they just don't really have a place in the Olympics. So are you ready to dive into obscure Olympic sports? I am. Let's do it. Awesome. So I will not spend a lot of our time on going over how a sport becomes a sport because I know Dan has already covered that. So one thing I found very interesting, the Olympic charter indicates that in order to be accepted as a sport... It must be widely practiced by men in at least 75 countries and on four continents and by women in no fewer than 40 countries and on three continents. The sport must also increase the value and appeal of the Olympic Games and retain and reflect its modern traditions. There are numerous other rules, including bans on purely mind sports and sports dependent on mechanical propulsion. These rules have kept things like chess, automobile racing, and other recognized sports out of the Olympic Games. So this is important to our conversation today. The popularity of a sport indicates how it will be adopted into the Olympics and where it's practiced, as well as if it's considered a mind sport. So some of the ones that I was able to find that had like a showing at the Olympics but never got picked up is because they weren't popular. And others were because at some point they identified these rules that mechanical propulsion was not going to be included in the Olympics. But there were a few moments where automobile racing and boat racing were included. So that's just a little tidbit of some of the things we're going to cover and how they get qualified. Very interesting. Okay. Sounds good. The other fun fact that I think we need to recognize, I don't, fun fact seems kind of flashy for this next statement. So just fact. Interesting fact. This next fact is just to help us identify the difference between a demonstration of a sport and one that is standard medal competition, which truly just means that a demonstration is a sport that was at one point displayed to promote the sport at the Olympics rather than one that was actually gaining medals 
from its participation. And that's important because some of these sports appeared in the Olympics several times, but they were actually only demonstrations. They were only included in the Olympics maybe once before they were eliminated. I didn't know they even did sports demonstrations at the Olympics. Yes. So there apparently have been histories of them. And there are some that started out as demonstration that later then became Olympic sports and others that have like wavered between being demonstrations and and sports. Like one, one year, maybe there was medals involved. And then the next year, it was just a demonstration for the Mm. promotion of those sports. So that is maybe more fun facts than I gave it credit for, but at least... Yeah, no, I think it is a fun fact. It's at least helpful in in setting the stage. So now that we've got our baseline laid, I think we can just dive right in. Okay. I have identified several sports that I think are kind of fun to discuss, and we are going to start with Ski Ballet because it is the one that brought us here today. Okay. So Ski Ballet is a hybrid of figure skating and gymnastics on the slopes. It made its Olympic debut as a demonstration sport at the Calgary Games in 1988. The sports lives on mostly through viral social media posts that stunned viewers and captivated audience. And several of these include athletes that are clad in tasseled spandex costumes and dancing to synthesize music, which like just those words collectively from, I just, it made my heart so happy. It's an image. It's, it's an, an image. image. The sport was dropped, however, in 1994, so it had a very short run. Okay. Since the first modern games in 1896, 10 sports have disappeared completely from the Olympic schedule. These include croquet, cricket, J.D. Palmo. I am butchering that, and I am very apologetic. It is J-E-U space D-E space P-A-U-M-E. That is one sport. Palato, polo. Roque, R-O-Q-U-E, rackets, tug-of-war, lacrosse, and motor boating, which we've already discussed. Four sports that were previously listed were discontinued have made a surprising comeback, and those include golf and rugby. They were voted back as official sports for Rio 2016, and baseball and softball returned for Tokyo 2020. So that's just kind of a snippet. Uh, sadly, Ski Ballet did not make back the cut, but we are going to talk about some of the ones that have been dis... Sad. I really feel like so it now might be the time, right? Like, there's an opportunity here that we're missing. Anyway. Okay, into the ones we just listed. So, Water Motorsports made its Olympic debut in 1908, and it was the only time that it was included in the Olympics. They only ran the Water Motorsports portion of the Olympics one time. They were in primitive motorboats that went out on a 40 nautical mile race. There were three divisions of boats at each division. The gold medal winner was the only boat that finished. Great Britain has been accused of gaming the 1908 Olympics, which were held in London, by adding sports where they knew their countrymen would have a bigger advantage, and this was one of them. Ooh, uh-uh, can't do that. Drama, drama. But isn't that sad that the only the gold medal winners were the ones that finished? Like, think about all the other <laughs> boats that they were just, like, struggle busting the whole time. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Now, I did not look up. I mean, not funny. That's, you know, you know yes. what I mean. It was just, it's quite a visual, right? Where, like, you start a race and then literally a boat finishes and you're like, okay, well, I guess you win. Where are the rest of the boats? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. Okay, so next up on our list, and there's something else I'm going to butcher, so I just need all of you to know that I mean no intent or ill harm in the way that I'm pronouncing these names, but our next one is Basque Palato, which is a, and I am quoting here, 
a weird mix of Jai Ali lacrosse, handball, and racquetball. And it made its way into the Olympics as an official sport just once in 1900s. And then three more times it came back as a demonstration sport. So 1900, 1924, 1968, and 1992. I have a visual in my head of what a mix of although I do not know what Jai Ali is, lacrosse, handball, and racquetball, and it just seems kind of aggressive. So I don't know what mental picture you're getting, but it's one that I'm not really quite sure. Is to it highlight? Is that how you say it? Highlight? J-A-I-A-L-I. Do you know that? I know there's a sport called highlight. And I, what is highlight? I know it's a sport. Okay. Well, it's part of this, I think. This is me butchering it. I am so sorry. We're going to keep rolling. We're going to keep rolling. Okay, so the next one that I have pulled here is hurling. So this, and I quote, I also want to do a big shout out to topendsports.com and stadiumtalk.com. That is where I got a lot of my information this evening. So this one is specifically from stadiumtalk.com because it just made me laugh. So hurling made its Olympic debut in 1904, and it says, This jacked up, violent version of field hockey was only in the Olympics once, and the United States brought home the gold. All right, then. (laughs) Right? So it says, hurling looks like it would be a crazy fun game to play, but it has some pretty crazy rules. Mainly that you can't take more than four steps before bouncing the ball off the turf in some form. What is really wild about hurling is that you don't just use your stick to advance the ball. You can use your foot, hand, head. Whatever you need. All right. So it's like soccer and field hockey all together. All together. Oh, except in soccer, you can't use your hands. So add in football. Basketball? I was going to say. So I don't, for whatever reason, the visual in my head, and admittedly, I did not look up any of these videos except for Ski Ballet, which was offered to me based on algorithm. And honestly, I was the target market. So good job, algorithm. But I really preferred reading some of these descriptions because I really enjoyed the this jacked up violent version of field hockey. And then when it says you can use whatever you want, I just see people like punting balls with their head and like, but like using their shoulder to knock people down. Like it just seems like a chaotic dance party. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So I, I can see why it only made it in for one year. 1904 was a golden year for the Olympics. I get all right. So Uh, There's a few more that were eliminated that we talked about. So motor racing made an appearance in 1900, but it was mechanical uh, propulsion. So it was eliminated. Croquet was an Olympic sport from 1900 to 1904. Water skiing made a debut in 1972, but was not a sticker. And then a shocking one that I still think is very interesting. And I realize this is like probably dumb American statement here, but American football never caught on. It had one appearance in 1904 and a secondary appearance in 1932, but other countries did not adopt this pastime. And for something that is so prominently shoved down our throats, I find that shocking that it never weighed its way into the Olympics. Yeah, it is. It's surprising that it's not, I mean, maybe it's not surprising to other people, but it's surprising that it's not a more popular game. Yeah, it's not more widely adopted. Although admittedly, I literally just had this conversation with my husband tonight of like, of the sports that I prefer to watch, which is not many, it's not really my thing. I do really enjoy hockey. It's very fast paced. We're always moving. Same thing for basketball, football a little bit less, right? Like we're just trying to go 10 yards and then we make a big pile of humans. I don't like watching any sports. So (laughs) I, 
I know. Well, let me tell you about more obscure sports that do sound like a dance I, party. Ski ballet, head. I would watch. I, <laughs> I'm telling you, now's the time for a comeback. I should amend my statement. I don't like watching most popular sports. <laughs> so that's a two-person vote for ski ballet to come back. We're going to start the committee. Start the committee. We'll have to circle back and review what Dan taught us about how we get an Olympic sport approved. But technically it was already approved, so it should be an easier sell. Anywho, uh, roller hockey, which I don't know why, but this just made my heart so happy. So roller hockey had a moment at the Olympics in 1992, which if that's not the most 90s version of a sport, I don't know what is. Like, for whatever reason, that felt very quintessential to me of, like, all of the times we spent in skating rinks and stuff, having it recognized. What about... Roller derby, was that ever an Olympic sport? I did not see it, but we can look it up. It can be part of the 75th hour if you'd like. There you go, yeah. Yeah, it might, maybe it's just an American thing, roller derby. Well, I'll tell you, roller hockey didn't stick. So that would be something that maybe falls in the football genre of like, it's just something we practice here and it wasn't adopted elsewhere, which some of these other sports are too. So like when we were talking about the jeu de palme, and the Basque Poletta, I'm so sorry, those were both originated in other countries. So next on my list is Korfball, K-O-R-F-B-A-L-L. Korfball is kind of what it looks like, which is a lot like basketball. What's especially cool about Korfball and why we would like to see it make an Olympic comeback is that each team features eight players, half of which are typically male and the other half female. And there are not very many sports, if any, that are actually combined teams like that. Interesting. I've never heard of that. So it must get its, you know, meet the qualifications from a lot of other countries. Yeah. So it had a 1920 debut and a 1928 debut, but it is still played today. So I don't know if these are like club teams that are joining into the fun elsewhere, but it didn't stick. However, I would love to see more co-ed sports in the Olympics. So I'm all on board for that. Yeah, that would be a really fun. Yeah, really fun. After that, we have gliding, which was literally planes being flown and gliding, but it was actually a very dangerous sport. So it only made an appearance in 1936. And again, I am going to quote stadiumtalk.com for this insight. So it says, if you think the reason that gliding was only featured in the Olympics once was because of how dangerous it was, you would be wrong. The Finnish and Russian war was what stopped it from being on the Olympic program in 1940. But you also wouldn't be wrong about it being dangerous. The sport was actually banned by the International Olympic Committee when an Austrian glider, Ignaz Stifosan, I'm so sorry, was killed in a crash during practice just days before the main competition was set to begin. Oh, no. So, in typical 24-hour fashion, I did look up if there were ever any deaths in the Olympics, and he was listed there. Aw, that's horrible. Gliding did not make a secondary appearance, and it was not because of the danger, it was because of the war, but probably best on the International Olympic Committee to ban it following that anyway. Yeah, agreed. So next up on our obscure Olympics list is Glimma, which I'm hoping I'm saying that one right, G-L-I-M-A. It only made its appearance in 1912. So really, it was wrestling in which you can only use the other person's belt or waist to flip them or throw them down. Seems like it, like matches would be long. Yes. Well, and it even said it was kind of brutal to watch because that's a lot of leverage you'd have to have around someone's waist, right? Like, whereas wrestling, you can put pressure on different points of the body and kind of bring them all down. 
you're really just like yanking at someone's slamming. core. It's just like constant body slamming. Which was so funny because here I am reading the word glimmer and I was like, oh, it sounds like, I don't know, a festive dance ritual. Glitter. Yeah. Glimmer. Yeah. No, it sounds like something, a pretty sport. I don't know. Right. Like what's, yeah, but some sort of like dance or movement sport. Yeah. Not like yank and tackle. Yeah, that's a better name. <laughs> well, maybe it'll make a comeback. Probably not. I don't think any spine surgeon would be behind this. But anyway, the last one that I've got here is the uh, Surf Life Saving, which is an event. And I am saying that correctly. It is called Surf Life Saving, which was essentially who's the best lifeguard. That's the whole event. And it made its debut in 1900s and did not come back. How how do you even judge who's the best Lifeguard, like, how's that event? So, according to stadiumtalk.com, they have defined it as what is the best lifeguard award, so I am borrowing that for them. It was an event that was competed just once, and it was a precursor to the modern-day triathlon. So, essentially, they dove in and did saving activities, and then they were scored on their ability to do that. So, it included running, swimming, all of the things that you would see in a triathlon, but in life-saving tactics and measures. So, does it say, like... They have like a dummy or there's human volunteers that they're dragging out of the water. Not in the short snippet that's provided here, but they have some very sprightly outfits. That's fun. That completes my list of kind of obscure sports. There were other ones like hot air ballooning that had a show at the Olympics. Um, It showed up in 1900s and others like it. But I thought some of those were the deep dives that I wanted to go on. But I also thought on the flip side of that, maybe we could do a little bit dive on some of the newer sports that have been included in the Olympic roster, for lack of a better term. Okay. So surfing actually is a very recent addition to the Olympic. I don't know. What do we call that? I know roster is not the right word. To It's a, an event? To the Yeah, to the Olympic event. So I believe that surfing made its debut in just the most recent, like, 2020 Olympics was the first time that it was recognized as an event. I think that that sounds familiar. I think Dan might have mentioned that in his episode that it had come surfing. I don't know if it come back or has become an event. Yes, 2021 to present. And it it said surfing has made its long-awaited, highly anticipated debut at the 2021 Olympics. It was a sport that was gestating for a long time. So it was just kind of sitting out there waiting in the wings to be picked up and is now a recognized Olympic sport. I guess I'm surprised that surfing hasn't been an Olympic sport because there's a lot of coastal areas, right? You'd think it'd be a pretty popular pastime. Correct. Well, and I mean, there have been surfing competitions for years. I mean, if you think even about the movies that have been made about the surf culture in general, like... There's so much buy-in from so many different spaces. Yeah. Yeah, surprising. So another very new sport, uh, again, introduced in the 2021 Olympics, is sport climbing, which is essentially rock climbing. So it became a sport for the first time in 2021. It translated really well to televised audiences. And as we learned earlier, that is actually part of how we're determining what's capturing audiences. Interesting. Yeah. So those are some of the newer sports that got picked up. Some of the ones that have been around more recently was table tennis that was picked up in 1988 and continues to be part of the Olympics. So otherwise known as ping pong, still going strong. 
theme for synchronized swimming got picked up in the 80s and is still going strong. So more recent additions than some of these sports that have been in there since, you know, the 1900s or at least early 1900s. And then there are others like croquet that I didn't mention, but we all know and love from our own experiences in life that had its brief shining moment and just never made it past the threshold. So I think it's just interesting to see what value some of these sports bring to like televised events, or at least in our generation, televised events or what people are interested in watching, right? Like it's surprising to me that motor racing only had one run at the Olympics, but it does make sense because it's not a physical activity. It's more of a mind activity as they've listed, um, which is the same reason why things like chess never made it into the Olympics or other mind type games. Yeah. Well, and I can see how motor racing, right? It's one of those things that unless you're into the sport, it's not easy to watch or easy to understand like who's winning, right? right? I mean, obviously the guy who finishes first, not something like, I don't know, figure skating. That's just, even if you don't understand how the scoring works, it's just visually interesting to look at. Right. Or like chess. Yeah. If you don't know how to play the game, there's no way you're going to be able to follow what's going who's on, who's doing good and who's, you know, not. And yeah. So there's definitely a spectrum. I think of all the things that I looked at and learned for this one, it was just a lot of, A, I got really just, I find a lot of these commentaries very interesting of like sports I've never heard of. But then also to realize, right, like surfing's only been in really the past Olympic cycle. And then there are sports like bowling, where I feel like if you wake up any night at 3 a.m. and watch anything on ESPN, it's like bowling masters. And it's not an Olympic sport. And I find that so strange because like how is curling an Olympic sport, but bowling's not? Well, again, we're probably just thinking too American. Too American, which is fair, and I can totally appreciate that. So as a wrap-up thought for our conversation tonight, I did just pull a funny Olympic fact that I thought was interesting as we look forward. And so this one said, one of the most bizarre races ever run in the Olympics was the 1904 Olympic Marathon, of which many competitors had never run before, including a man who showed up in full-length dress pants. And the route wasn't paved, which meant athletes had to contend with clusters of dust that made it difficult to breathe. And only 14 out of the 32 men crossed the finish line. And Fred Lors, the guy who seemingly, and I'm using air quotes here, won, got a ride in a car for 11 miles of the race after getting a cramp. Okay. So I brought to you obscure Olympic sports, and now I bring to you random obscure Olympic fact, because I just don't know how you can win a race after riding in a car for 11 miles. Yeah, that's insane. It's just straight cheating at that point. Yeah. The dress pants guy. Yes. I mean, I mean, I don't know you. I don't want to pass judgment, but do you not know you're showing up to a race of some sort? A race of some sort. In 1904, too. And I was like, well, maybe it was just like the dress of the time. But everyone else seemed to get the memo that we were doing some sort of race. So I just found that fact, the whole story of like the chaos that was a race. And then I think, who's choosing these things? So I would highly suggest looking into just Olympic fun facts and some of the really cool things that have happened surrounding sports in this arena. There are some really cool stories of like rebellion and people who are just really trying to make a difference in the Olympic world all the way through to like performers who have had crazy requests. But one that really stood out to me while I was doing this research is actually the French figure skater Syria Bonnelay, S-U-R-Y-A-B-O-N-A-L-Y. So she actually fell during her program and realized she was not going to be able to win. 
So she just decided to say screw it and did whatever she wanted and kind of left her mark because she did a backflip and landed on the blade of one of her skates, which actually cost her points. But since she knew she wasn't going to win anyway, she decided she wanted to be remembered. And since then, that move has actually been banned. So she's the first and last Olympian to have ever done that. But she just decided, well, if I'm not going to win, I'm at least going to go down in history for someone else. So if we weren't focusing on obscure sports, I probably would have done random Olympic facts. But I just, like, there's no way to pull a string through all of those facts. They're just random things. But if you have 10 minutes, do a Google. It's probably endless. It's endless. amount of. So. Yeah. Admittedly. There's been so many crazy things. Yes. Well, and admittedly, that is where I found the fact about the gentleman who showed up in dress pants and the other one who rode in the car, which was the collective same race, but it was sports related. So I will leave it here for now, just because I genuinely think that some of these sports are worth diving into. If you've got a minute or two, definitely get Google Ski Ballet because it sent me down this rabbit hole. But I just wanted to share some of these obscure sports and also thank Dan for the wonderful introduction on his last Olympic topic well, there you go do it that what you will thanks for letting me talk at you and if you have any corrections suggestions comments you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com spell out all the words you can find us on facebook instagram and our website we'll see you next time bye, bye. thank you for listening to 24 hour expert our theme song is lo-fi world by ricky bambino If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.